TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. I watch you on Saturdays yep. more than you watch yourself in the mirror <laughs> in the makeup room. I watch college football every game, every every day, all day, till literally till one thirty, two in the morning on Saturday nights. Man, you you are the man. You catch those late game. uh, West Coast games. Game. There you go. We're coming to you live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studio. O'Reilly Auto Parts, better parts, better prices. Every day, and this is what we do every Monday. We take your calls because we're supposed to have an expert on college football here. Now we have two. You and I both have experts on this thing because you watch more college football than you say I do. But I actually stay up late and watch those. So call the show if you're a college football fan, you femmes. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. I thought that the best game uh, that I saw... On uh, over the weekend uh, was clearly in terms of you know pure football the best game of the day uh, was the Penn, Penn State, State Iowa. Iowa game. Oh man, Trace McSorley those passes he threw on the fourth down play. What a and shocker! Then the the catch there uh, the, the the game winning touchdown pass. Brilliant! Oh, oh incredible! And Saquon Barkley just goes off over three hundred yards all purpose. Here's the deal uh, on, on the, uh, the the evening a hell of a football game. Here's the deal. You, uh, I had on uh, Jim Brandstatter. You know Jimmy does yeah. the Lions and the Michigan Wolverines uh, broadcasts. Mm-hmm. He's a great football guy. Does the Wolverines. And I talked to him on uh, Friday night before the game uh, in West Lafayette. And uh, what we discussed was is that Michigan which I knew they'd handle their business in West Lafayette, despite everybody getting all hyper down there at ross Aid Stadium, and it was sold out for uh, uh, homecoming, which if you have homecoming before October, that's when you know you have fat chicks on campus because uh, you don't ever have homecoming in September, okay? That's why they lost for one. Yeah. So the conversation I had with him was this, is that the game on October 21st with Penn State in Happy Valley between Michigan and Penn State will determine, I believe, one playoff spot in the college football playoff. Because the winner of that game is going to roll the tables, including Michigan, because they'll beat Ohio State this year in a big house. The problem is Michigan's going to lose that football game in Happy Valley because Penn State is not losing that game under the lights right. in front of 105,000 people any more than Michigan would lose to them and, in and the remember afternoon last in the year, big house. Michigan drummed them because you had Penn State showing up and they had a bunch of Rudys playing linebacker for them. They were decimated at that position right. a season ago going into that ball game. So I'm more apt to uh, to believe you, but that was just an incredible game. Great uh, play by Josie Jewell on the defense for the Iowa Hawkeyes, but McSorley and Barkley just way too Didn't much. Didn't show you who they are, though? That yes. They were able to. Right. Like, cause, uh, the funny thing was is that Iowa, uh, they thought they had it in the bag. I think they really thought they had it in the bag. And to see them, not Iowa, but to see Penn State yeah. in control of their faculties get down there and make that play under in a hostile environment, yeah. on a road, in a sea of black and yellow, and everybody's hammered. And to make that play <laughs> on a road on national television in prime time with no time left to win that game the way they did, I think shows you exactly all you need to know about their medal right. and if they're good enough to go uh, to the playoff this I, year. I, I would agree. And another game that, that stands out is Florida and Kentucky. 30 years. Now 31 years, Florida has defeated game. 
Kentucky, their game-winning score. You only have 10 guys on the field. You leave a wide receiver out there, wide open, no one in front of him. You deserve it. And so all uh, Del Rio has to do is just flick it to the guy. You deserve to lose. Wide open. What the hell I will is going say this. on with I... personnel? And you got Stoops over there, the head coach for the Kentucky, trying to call a timeout. He doesn't get a timeout. And then uh, Florida throws the you touchdown saw, pass. But you know as well as I do, I'll be honest with you, that that's the best Kentucky football team we've seen in two it, decades. It's the best we've seen in a while. And then but they they're driving. Because they're, they don't know how to win. Right. They're driving, and they get a holding call that pushes them back. So now the, uh, the, the, the field goal they're attempting there at the end is much further than it, it would have been, and they probably would, make, would have made it. But – you, you get those plays, the holding call right there is so detrimental uh, to that team. And you talk about Crestfall, and I don't even think that sums up how they have to be feeling uh, there in Lexington. Well, so explain this to me, because uh, you know as well as I do about Florida. All right, so they lose to Michigan, and, I mean, they got uh, punched in the throat in that yeah. football game. I thought Michigan's defense and I uh, in that game, literally, if it wasn't for two pick sixes by Spades, they would have lost by 30. And then – the fact that they turned it around, because I think McElwain's a good coach, yep. and I, the fact that he got them, and remember that first week their entire team was suspended for, I don't they're know, still, smoking dope or they're something. They're still suspended using a credit card. <laughs> right, like smoking dope to use a credit <laughs> Buy, card. Buying extra books and, 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 and selling them. you got to have a better operation than that when you're in college <laughs> than to use everybody else's credit cards. So here's the deal. But the fact that they were able to, um, in my view, the game against Tennessee – to win on that Hail Mary, I don't know what was worse. Tennessee's defense on that or the way Kentucky melted down and made dumb mistakes, yeah. mental mistakes to right. have 10 guys on the field. So where is Florida now after these two big, huge wins? Because I think they're back on easy street. I think they are a good football team. I don't think they're a great football team. No, I think they're just good. I yeah. think they're just a good football there's team. There's good, there's great. Right, and, and dumb loses more than smart right. wins. And, and going back to the Tennessee game, I'm sitting there screaming, safeties, get some depth, get back, get back. And before you know it, Felipe Franks throws it over Michael Abernethy's Could head. Could you believe that? And Tyree Cleveland comes up with the Hail Mary catch. And then this, this past week, personnel, you got to have your personnel out there. you got to know what's going on. And, and unfortunately for uh, Mark Stoops, he wasn't able to get the, the time out no, there. But, but they did have, right. uh, just for the people that like to go to Vegas, they did uh, cover the three. <laughs> so I had Kentucky in three. Right. So it was just a beautiful ending for me. I thought, I, God bless the bluegrass and everybody down in Lexington. Have one on me this morning at breakfast. Have an extra bagel. Thanks thanks for that three spot. Check out it. This is our college football week four recap. Give us a call if you want to chat on some college football. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Now another uh, game that went to the final moments was South Carolina and La Tech. A lot of people had La Tech rolling in there with Skip Post, who spent six years as an assistant there in South Carolina. Uh, they thought La Tech would upset South Carolina. They almost did. And you get to the waiting moments of that ball game, a brilliant catch by the wide receiver to get him in field goal position. But Parker White, 0 for 4 on the season, and 0 for 2 in that game, kicking field goals, and he gets the game winner. I thought that they. Um... You know, because the way they came out uh, in the start of the season, winning on the road, mm-hmm. must champs team, uh, and having a big win to start their season. And then I think a lot of people bought in, and they were like, wow, must champs really uh, doing, you know, making some progress right. down yep. in Columbia. Right. And then, but I think, honestly, this is just me. I thought Saturday, 
they came back to reality mm-hmm. of where they are. Yeah. I, I just think that you know you were you're favored by eight. Now I know a lot of people don't get into that kind of stuff, but I do. It says a lot when you're favored almost by double digits, and you can only beat Louisiana Tech by one. I think it shows you uh, they got a lot of work to do uh, between uh, Monday and Friday uh, on campus because at practice. Because I just don't think they're that good. Well, a, a team that we thought were, were at least I thought they were great, and I really jumped on that bandwagon was Mississippi State. And Georgia just whipped that bulldog ass. I, think, I mean, you know, from the get-go with the fleet flicker there, the opening play, right. to, the pass to Godwin, they it was punished them. They won the line of scrimmage. They repeatedly – you're talking about some hard hitting going on in that game. They whipped them. But you, you're, you're, here's the deal. You're the guy that knows college football, and I love it as much as you, as I've said. But you know as well as I do. I said this Friday on my show on the bench – Mississippi State has always been the kind of team, in my view, their history is really laid out right in front of you. They only win in Starkville. They're a terrible team in big games on the road. They've never won anything. They've never mattered in college football ever because they don't know how to win on the road. And to get smacked by 28 points in Athens between the hedges, it says it all that they're phonies. They're not that good. I I would agree. They go go on the road again this week, and they take on Auburn. And I'm jumping jumping back on Auburn. I'm off the bandwagon. They're going to lose that game, too. I agree. Yeah, another team that was sitting there undefeated, Oklahoma State, TCU. I didn't give Gary Patterson enough credit. Uh, but I, I took TCU I, in that I game. I took Oklahoma State because they were at home. That's the only reason. If the game had been played there in Fort Worth, I would have taken TCU. But that was so impressive. And, and I said this, though. That's Darius Anderson, number six at running back. Uh, Kyle Hicks, you just might as well stay hurt because he is the man. This guy, uh, he, he's shown it all season long. Powerful Stunned. runner. Speed to – uh, he he was uh, excellent in this ball game uh, and, and a big, big, huge win for the Horned Frogs. So they're sitting there undefeated, Oklahoma State, yeah, their first blemish on the season. Here's the deal. You're, uh, this really hurt Oklahoma State yeah. because I think that everybody felt that, and I think you were probably one of them, that on uh, November 4th, that the Big 12 was the ticket to the playoff was going to be at stake in Stillwater when Baker Mayfield and the Sooners came rolling into uh, town to take on the Cowboys. Everyone knew that that was the only game Oklahoma State had to win to get to a playoff for the first time ever. And the problem is is that they're not going to taste it now because not only did they blow it on Saturday and get their ass beat, but they're going to lose that game too. So their big season, all their big plans, and their big offense. Their problem is is that they don't have a defense, and their season That's just went it. down the drain. They're going to lose to Oklahoma, too. Yeah. You know why? Because Oklahoma's badass, and they're going to step on their face. <laughs> and that Baker Mayfield guy is so cocky. You know he's going to go in and, and win that you hear game. what he said, Saturday? Uh, they're, uh, they're spank the you. Uh, um, uh, you forgot your who daddy. your daddy is. I'm, I'm going to spank you. you. Well, Baylor came to play. And I covered, I covered with Baylor. Is that, that's a, right. 26 and a half I had. I love Baylor with the number. Uh, they eventually got rubbed out, but the fact is, you know as well as I do, uh, that uh, I think Oklahoma is one of the playoff teams. Gonna, I agree. I have them in my. I had them as a, in, during my preseason. There's a real poll. deal. And what they did in Columbus was humiliate yeah. the Buckeyes, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you saw it as well as I did. Right. And, and I think Oklahoma State's. I don't even think those people knew what to do with their beer buzz on Saturday because they were sitting there watching this TCU team that gets no love whatsoever. But as you said, they're 4-0 now, mm-hmm. and this team, like, what I want to know from you is, now that they beat them and now that they're 4-0, 
uh, how can you not respect what they're doing? And then their schedule uh, is is that they their problem is is that they're going to run the tables because I think they're going to win at Manhattan because that team's yep. uh, overrated because everybody buys into that old man, good coach, <laughs> but they're just not that good. Right. And their problem is they got to go. Uh, in early no- November, they got to go to Norman, right. and they're going to lose there. They have never won there. And they're not going to win there no, this year. I, I would agree. That's going to be gonna a tough one. They're going to lose one game the whole season. That, that would be tough on them. And I think they go to Lubbock and play Texas Tech, and that's always scary. Remember last time they were there, it was crazy ending to they that play at, They play there the following week. Yeah. They play in Lubbock, which is, you know, Hell on earth. Come on, man. That's my hometown. I love Lubbock. Uh, my, my, my guy Bobby Knight uh, was there. Uh, and my, I'm one of his only friends. Uh, I love the general. He did a great job down in Lubbock. And I'm on the air in Lubbock. And mm-hmm. I love Lubbock. And it's not a safe place to play football. Because I think that... They're another team this weekend that uh, impressed me. I called that. I called that upset of, so of Houston. I, I, I yeah. did, too, and I had them. And it was a great game, 27-24. Yeah. Right. That was one of the top five games in college football on mm-hmm. Saturday. Yeah, I, I, I'm in agreement with you. You know what man. I mean? And they're a good. They're another team that can score. Yep, for sure. They can score. And their score. defense, I loved it because, I, you know. Well, she, the defense is playing better. Going to that ball game versus Houston, they were only giving up 124 on the ground. And in years past, they've been dead last in the Big 12, one of the worst in all of college football as far as their rush defense. Their back end was quicker, though. I don't yeah. know if you noticed. I'm watching this game, and I'm and Houston couldn't throw the ball because I thought their uh, mm-hmm. I thought their linebackers and their corners uh, were speedier than yeah. I've ever seen them. Right. Texas Tech's never been a defensive football team. They've no. been an offensive. But I actually saw them play some football on Saturday uh, on the other side of the ball, and they held them to 24. And uh, unless I'm mistaken, they did it on the road. Yeah. They what, what was oh, the, they played that game. They, they played in Houston. You're right. right. Yeah, it was in Houston. What what was the line on Notre Dame Michigan State? Uh the the line on Notre Dame Michigan State was uh it was Michigan State was getting 4. Oh yeah. Yeah. Boy, they <laughs> so much for them. that. Well, yeah. uh, let me ask you this question. Jonesy, do you think that uh you know, 2 weeks ago uh, Brian Kelly was snapping at women at mm-hmm. press conferences, mm-hmm. and uh, people were talking in South Bend and, and in Chicago because that's where everyone loves Notre Dame is right. Chicago, right? right? Everywhere else, it's just Irish people that think they're fans, uh, <laughs> right? I mean, everybody's Irish. They're suddenly a Notre Dame fan. Uh, but the fact is, my question is to you: uh, Two weeks ago, he was getting fired. Where is he today? Where is he today? Yeah, uh, I, 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 I was now. fine with him, and he can be abrasive, as, as we've seen in public and, and the reports in private. He's very abrasive. But I, I thought this was a good football team, even though they lost to Georgia, the way they played that ball game. They, that looked, a a hell of, they looked a hell of a lot better than Mississippi State did this weekend taking on and the Georgia Bulldogs. And that kid from can play football. Yes. Oh, he was a high school star. Yeah, he was throwing uh, dimes the other he's night. He's a high school star in Warner Robins, right? Isn't that where he's yeah. from? Uh, George, Warner right. Robins, George. I think that... Um, He's a hell of a little football player. That kid was a stud in high school, one of yeah. the top uh, 50 players in right. America. He went in there and into South Bend and beat them. That was really impressive. I think if that game was in Athens, I think Georgia wins by 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, my question is, is Brian Kelly, this team is decent. This is, is a good he, football is team. Is he safe? Yes, I think game? he's safe. Not and even after anywhere. the loss, I, I thought he was safe. But nobody and I thought, wants him in the NFL either. He's he safe. doesn't want to go to he's NFL. There. He's, he's fine, and he's got a good football team this year. And this Winbush is going to get better and better each week. More games he gets under his belt. So I, I like the defense. Do you think kids still want to go there and, yes. and, and play there, like yes. high-end kids? I, I, 
He's got some high-end kids there. That Winbush is one of those high-end kids, one of the top dual-threat guys. You think they're getting uh, the types of speed and athletes that uh, they need to play at they the highest level? They could use a little level, bit more. Right? They could use a little bit more. So why is that? Is it because of the, is it because of the academia? Yeah, that's it. it. There are certain of, kids they it can't get. It's, it's because of academics. There are certain kids they can't recruit because of the standards that uh, they have there. I, yeah. I just want to say real quickly that I thought going to class was highly overrated, <laughs> and I thought that drinking beer and chasing women was a fantastic option in I got an A in that course. Yeah, for I'm sure. Scotty Farrell sitting in for Geo here on Geo and Jones. Talking a little college football. Give us a call. We're going we're gonna to dive back into the NFL, as you Scott, mentioned listen, earlier. Listen, you're great, not done talking great. college football, Well, we can you? talk college football, too, but we're going to talk some NFL as well. So give us a call, 855-212-4CBS. We'll be right back. Give us a call right now, 855-212-4CBS. Your ass is crazy. You know that? It's true. You haven't had this much fun since the early 70s, it is, especially it... when I did a little <laughs> ass slap dance <laughs> with the double Dutch bus. All right, double Dutch bus. Hold on one second because... Pro- Isn't the other guy supposed to be funny or something? <laughs> productive Pros is brought to you by Warner Ladder. Today's Productive Pro is Kirk Cousins. Went off last night. Against the Oakland, soon to be Las Speaking Vegas Speaking of Jesus. Raiders, 25 of 30, 365 yards, three touchdowns in their win versus the Raiders. Hey, football fans, Werner is kicking off the season with Pro Appreciation Month. Werner thanks the hardworking pros who climb ladders every day. Stop by a local retailer for great deals on Werner products, including the number one step ladder preferred by the pros. Werner, the official ladder of pros everywhere. The Raiders, man. What happened to them last night? Come on. You know uh, what happened? It was Derek Carr looking like his brother David Carr throwing picks. Had thrown a pick all season long. Throws two last night. And my man, Ken Norton Jr.'s defense couldn't do a damn thing. I actually think, uh, you know, I had I had Washington and the three and a hook. And I got to tell you, uh, these teams, uh, you know, everybody's on the Raiders to go to the Super Bowl. And they're just, they just, their defense was bad last year. Uh, I love Khalil Mack, but that is not a good defense. That team last year won with offense and with Derek Carr, and when he broke his leg, they were finished, and they flew across the country and got their ass whooped. And, uh, I mean, let's face it, Washington two weeks in a row, they've been pounding the ball, yeah. and when you can pound the ball, then the passing game opens up. Even and, with uh, Kelly Cousins out, did it all. P. Ryan, and who's this, this Christian, is it Thomas? I, I thought Look, P. Ryan was okay last night yeah. uh, getting five. But that Thomas pop. kid. Oh, he was incredible. But then you got a third and 19, and you allow him to pick it up during the third quarter? Right. I mean, that just cannot happen to your defense. You were really still awake at that point? Because uh, this is the first time I've ever – I want to tell you something real quick. All right. This is the first time I've ever, ever seen the daylight here in the kitchen. <laughs> I just saw the like the, the tower, and I was like, Jesus. <laughs> this I go, is what it looks like? I've never seen the daylight Because you're ever. usually sleeping right now. I go to bed at 4 in the morning. Right. Today I got up at 4 in the morning, so you've ruined my life. <laughs> what time do you usually get up? I get up at uh, 8, so I sleep from 4 to 8, and then I go work out, and then I sleep between 2 and 6. Oh, okay. Usually 2 to 5.30 or something, then I have dinner, and then I roll into Manhattan. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Well, let's roll into an update with Andrew Bogish. How about that? Your homeboy. Uh, So those Oakland Raiders flew cross-country to take a primetime beating in Washington. Their head coach, Jack Del Rio. They had a good day. We had an ugly day. I'm glad they don't count for more than one. Del Rio's offense held scoreless until late third quarter, while Washington had no such issue. From the 49, Cousins play action. 
looks left, throws right, looking deep down the right sideline for Doxon, a jump ball. Doxon takes it away and walks in for the touchdown. That's Kevin Kugler on Westwood. One third and final touchdown pass of the night for Kirk Cousins. 27-10 the final on Sunday Night Football. The Bengals built a 21-7 halftime lead at Lambeau. Then gave up a touchdown with 17 seconds left in regulation. Then went three and out to start overtime. Then gave up 72-yard pass play to Geronimo Allison. And then lost 27-24 in a Mason Crosby field goal. But at least Andy Dalton can make jokes. We obviously played better. We scored a touchdown. Ha, ha, ha. We had to fire our OC last week. The win was the first OT victory ever for Aaron Rodgers. And the first time he has beaten Cincinnati. The Titans held off the Seahawks 33-27. The Chiefs a 24-10 win at the Chargers. Atlanta escaped Detroit 30-26. New Orleans, a 34-13 win at the Panthers. And the Eagles stunned the Giants. Ball is spotted. The kick is away. And the kick is... It's good! And the Eagles win! This is that dream I talked about. They win! He had this dream before. 61 yards! The longest kick in Eagles history! Merrill. Maryland friends on Eagles Radio. 61 yards at the oh, buzzer God. from rookie Jake Elliott for a 27 That cost me 160 win. bucks. <laughs> a 61-yarder off some rookie femme kicker's toe. Are you kidding me? Like, honestly, can someone explain to me, uh, you, you, anyone, how bunk are the New York Giants? Let me tell you something. How do you – you're down 14. You go up 21-14. Then you let them go 80 yards without batting an eye. Then you kick a 41-yarder to take the lead. Then you let them go do it again. The last three times. Out. Are you kidding me? And their defense <laughs> was like melted – Butter. That's called margarine. I mean to tell you, I said this last week, I'm going to say it again. The Jets are better than the Giants. Those costing me money, Mother Farellers. Are you kidding me? Like, I had the Colts and the Giants on a ticket at plus 210, and... Uh, that's 61 yarder. That I can't even believe. How bad are you? Your defense. What a bunch of cake eaters. That defense. I mean, every. That's sing- supposed to be in their strong suit. They the Giants' strong suit. The last three times the Eagles had the ball, they scored. But they ran the ball 15 yards every single time they yeah. touched the ball. I mean, they couldn't stop one play. No. That they. That did. And you know who's awful? What an absolute wussy. This guy, Eli Apple and his mommy. You suck, dude. You are the worst football player in New York, hands down. And I thought all along it was Brandon Marshall. It's actually you. You suck. You're terrible. I mean, how many how many pass interference calls against this guy in three weeks? Five? You are the worst. You are a 193 hack. yards on the ground. Brandon Marshall never won a playoff game in his life. Yeah. But he's been passed. By Eli Apple, Mr. Can't Guard It. My daughter is nine and can lock you down. You are a femme. You're the worst. <laughs> so, Dwayne Wade, the Bulls are reportedly granted a buyout with Wade taking roughly 15 of the $23.8 million he's owed for the coming season. The Cavs, the apparent leaders for his services. With the Heat, Spurs, and Thunder also in pursuit. The Washington Nationals expected to bring Bryce Harper off the DL today. He last played August 12th because of a knee injury. Justin Thomas won the PGA's FedEx Cup and its $10 million mm. check with a second-place finish at the Tour Championship in Atlanta. I was watching him be in What a year, that guy. Mm. I know, had a great year. They kept asking what he's going to do with his money. None of your damn business what I'm going to do with my money. What do you do with your money? 
I mean, the guy on Sports Center just kept asking. Hide so it. What are you going to buy? What are you going to buy? None of your damn Hide business. it from your wife. God. That's what you do with your money. Get out of my wallet. Hide it from your wife and girlfriend. Yeah, don't Both. get one. Don't yeah. ever let your wife near your gambling stash. What kind of a moron lets that happen? Uh, and Brian, there was also some NASCAR yesterday. <laughs> New Hampshire. Yes, and a... A Bush one, one of them. Uh, Kyle, That's the best I can do Kyle for Bush you. Kyle one, yeah, yeah there you go. Congrats to him. What could be worse than that sport? <laughs> Come on, man. Listen, I love NASCAR. I, I go to NASCAR races to drink and do drugs. I don't go to watch cars race around in a circle. I go for nudity and felonies. I have been there. I have been to Dega. I, I conceived my son in the infield of Dega in the spring race in 2004 in the back of a Ford Expedition in 90 degree heat, air conditioning, a brand new Eddie Bauer. I tapped it. The day the doctor said it was a boy, he said, don't tell me about NASCAR. You go to Wait, NASCAR. Why are you telling your, your wife to stay out of it if she was there? She was there because I, I don't even know why I brought her. But the bottom line is... <laughs> so you can make Whoopi in the Eddie Bauer. NASCAR is for drinking and watching people shave their back hair. There is no other reason to watch it. I love NASCAR, too, as long as I don't have to watch them race. <laughs> I, I must admit, the races I've gone to... We were pretty, let's say, we were feeling pretty good. Hammered. Yes. And the barbecue yeah. is awesome. Yes. And the amount of nudity yep. is just fantastic. That's, that's, that's true. And everybody just gets crazy. Yeah, the infield it. is a blast. The race and the noise <laughs> is, uh, the, I like, the, you know, the sound is incredible. Oh, I love it. Yeah. But the race itself, like, really? People actually watch it? <laughs> yeah, Brian does. I watch it. Dude, you're yeah. a liar. Turn a, it up loud. You're a liar. I, no, no, I'm not. I My watch buddy watches. You know what I say? The last five laps I can barely watch. <laughs> Let's get David in California. He's been holding for a while. David, you're on CBS Sports. Sports yeah, radio. Sports, CBS Sports Radio, my man. Hey, uh, thanks for taking my call. Um, I got to say, I listen to you guys' show all the time. It's awesome. Appreciate you. A uh, couple, couple of things here. Uh, you guys are talking uh, NCAA football. And you didn't mention the uh, overrated Oregon Ducks. That's oh, man, I couldn't believe that loss to Arizona yeah, State. I, I Arizona State lost to San Diego State. Yeah. They lost to Texas Tech, and then they beat Oregon. But I, I, I still, I'm not, I think Taggart is doing well I agree. in Eugene. Yeah. I don't think that anyone thought they were going to win every game. No. Uh, but it was, a, it was a tough loss. But I don't think it was that bad, all things being equal. I think they're headed in the right direction. After chaos I agree. and firing everybody and starting over, I think Taggart's going to win football games up there. It was a tough loss. Mm -hmm. And I had Arizona State plus 15. Check out. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I had Oregon because, you know, I, I listened to uh, my brother's. He's a big Oregon fan. But He's anyway. an idiot. <laughs> yeah, I know. A uh, couple of things. Um, you guys were talking about the Kaepernick thing, uh, the NFL thing, um, and me being an ex-military, I am definitely for, definitely for Kaepernick. You know, um, I it. I want to punch people in the face for saying, you know, oh, he's against the military. No, he's not. Whoever says that, you guys are idiots. You don't understand. You know, you're only reading half. You, you're believing what you want to believe. It's all, it's all. You know, the 
We've established it's police brutality and inequality. Uh, it's like beating my head against the wall. Listen. Thanks for the call, Dave. I, I think Colin Kaepernick, and I'll say this for the 50 millionth time, he has won the day. The guy at the greatest, most influential uh, protest and activism ever. Not only did he become one of Time's uh, most influential people in the world last year, but he also uh, stood the world on its ear. His protest, we're still talking about it a year and, 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 a, and a quarter and a half later. The bottom line is he is unavoidable. And it was not only did he was it effective and not only did it work, but he also, as I mentioned earlier in the show, he spent millions helping people. The guy actually does right, something right. in the community and he cares about people. I don't have a problem with anything he's done. Now, we all know why he doesn't have a job. Yeah. It's billionaire white old men mm -hmm. that just cannot tolerate his buzz. They cannot handle him. And no one would have ever thought and when he played it uh, in Reno, did you ever think? Because I remember watching him play for, right. for at Reno. Nevada, Nevada. Yeah. Did you ever think that a you'd see him play in a Super Bowl or that he'd ever be one of the most influential right. athletes right. since Muhammad Ali? Did I, you ever think I, I that? I ne never thought that, and and you you never can envision folks becoming what they ultimately uh, evolve into. And he was a hell of a player there, running that pistol offense. He goes to San Francisco, and he and Harbaugh get this team to the NFC title game. And Harbaugh's first year there, and, and well, Alex Smith had something to do with that. Then you get Kaepernick, you insert him as a starter, and you're right there on the cusp of winning a Super Bowl, right there on the goal line. Uh, it reminds me of you. Think about this. Uh, I would have never dreamt that I'd see the day that this guy that played at Austin, who was so <laughs> soft, would end up <laughs> taking over CBS television on Saturday <laughs> afternoons and college football in its entirety as a whole all over the world. Did I ever think that this guy, who never mattered, would take over the world in sports Boy, you television? My, you my new agent. Did I ever my, think my I new agent his right pro career was fizzled so fast, but his television genius, the fact I can't even believe that he wastes his time doing this amateur hour radio. Well, who does that for a living? Who could ever be so creative to do the theater of the mind? But to see this guy, Brian Jones, B.J. Jones, become a television icon, that he goes out to dinner with Les Moonves and all, and Connie Chung. Oh, my God. Connie, call me. Maybe. No, don't do it. I mean, look You're at you. You're my new agent, man. Look at hey, you. we're going to talk more NFL on the other side of the break. Gio and Jones, Scotty Farrell, sitting in for Gio on CBS Sports Radio. Gio and Jones on CBS Sports Radio. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Gio and Joe, Scotty Farrell sitting in for Gio. Scotty on the bench, or is it Farrell on the bench? Farrell on the bench. Farrell on the bench. Usually uh, 10 to 2. 10 to 2. 10 p.m. to 2 a.m., yeah. son. Stay focused. Eastern. There you go. Yeah. I got 7 you. to 11 West. There you go. I got you, dog. We're on everywhere. You're on everywhere. Unlike you. Yes. Unlike us. We're on everywhere. You're on some places. Well, they can only handle so much of this. Good so you're very powerful. As I mentioned earlier, right? your, your cachet of what you bring to the table 
it's beyond uh, worrying about affiliates and, and sales and things like this. I mean, can you imagine that, that they're lucky that you even walk in here with your status <laughs> on television? Stop, and, man. and then your cable television uh, presence in college football is really, I don't even know why they have other guys on there with you. They should just have you talking college football to the people. Uh, speaking uh, of that show, Inside College Football, we'll have uh, Randy Cross the next two days, right? Maybe, I'm friends with him. If, if he behaves correctly. I know him from Atlanta. He lives in Atlanta. Yeah, right. He, he's a great guy. I've known him forever since he played for uh, the Niners. He won the Super Bowl, I think, three times. Three or times. Like that. Three times Super Bowl champion. Great guy. That, great guy. That, that he, is true. He thinks, uh, I think that ever since I've known him, he thought I was on drugs. Well, doesn't everybody think that about you? Probably. Yeah. I mean, there were a lot of years I don't remember, So, <laughs> but that's okay. I, apparently, I went to... Uh, your wife I went to high school with her? Did, were we lovers or anything? Not that I'm aware of. No. I'll look into it. <laughs> <laughs> I went to high school with his uh, wife. But his... Same, same school. Same school. I, may, might not have been I'm the same I'm a lot years. older than you. Yeah. How old are you? 34. Oh, Jesus. So I, you, I'm same high school as Mikey B's. I'm your what? dad. That's it. I forgot. Your wife was my daughter. Actually, I'm so old. How old are you now? 49. I'm 52, son. Stay yeah, focused. Looking good, man. Not bad. You still hooping? 17 and a half a game, son. Six titles. <laughs> like this, son. I got my sixth championship this summer. Not bad for an old fart. Get out of here. 17 and a half a game, son. And uh, eight, so, so 17 what, what, and a half and eight boards. Are you a Knicks fan or a Nets fan? I'm a, I'm a Knicks fan, but I uh, I have to tell you, uh, you said that we would talk later about it, but uh, that I'm I'm just glad they finally did it uh, with Melo. Carmelo Anthony going they, to I, OKC. I, I just think they treated him horribly here. I think I think uh, Dolan's um, just a curmudgeon. Uh, I don't think he knows anything about basketball or hockey. I think he knows mm-hmm. how to make money. I think his daddy taught him how to make money. I think he's good at that. Uh, his properties have all made him uh, billions. That's fantastic. Cable television's in trouble, though. Uh, trust me, you. There's been rumors about him uh, selling. I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. But one day it might very well happen because uh, television's changing, and that cable vision isn't what it used to be. But I think that they treated him horribly, and I thought that it really was true. I saw an article about him that his valuation went down so high that they barely got anything for him. Carmelo Anthony. Yeah. He, they so got you get it. Enos Cantor, you get uh, Doug McDermott, and a second-round second rounder, pick. The second-rounder's early, though. It's somewhere in the neighborhood yeah. of 30 uh, one to, I think, 40 okay. It's going to be in that window. So you're talking about high second-round player, which means uh, they're just not that good. I mean, there's only one round in the NBA uh, draft that matters. It's right. the first round. When you go into the second round, you go from being fat money to having some paper. Okay. Fair and, enough. And, and, uh, the second round guys aren't So, so OKC premier. now. You got Paul George. You got Russell Westbrook. And now you have Carmelo Anthony. Enough balls to go around? I think that for sure. I, I think Melo can still give you 18 a night, 20 right. if he feels good mm-hmm. without burping. But I think that uh, the other two uh, will be just fantastic. Having that third piece, that chip, uh, that that a guy that can uh, score from anywhere, that can uh, 
post you up, can can bring you down. Like he can he can dribble you down into the low block and hit an elbow jumper like no one's business on the wing and at the elbow. Melo still got it uh, at the rim. He doesn't have right. anything left. So what do you average uh, right at twenty points a game? 20 a points a game. I think he's now going to go into that uh, eighteen range. Uh, right. If he's lucky, at worst so sixteen a game. Who got the better of the deal? OKC getting Carmelo Anthony, or do you think the Knicks now they they have? Get rid, gotten rid of this headache, and, and and that's what it was. Everyone knew it would be difficult for the Knicks today having their first media avail uh, as, as they get ready for to wrap I don't up think practice. He was a headache. I think they ruined him. You think they ruined him? It wasn't I, the other way around. No, okay. I don't. I never thought he was a problem. I thought he was a great uh, player, and I thought it really was. He's the I've best. never looked at Carmelo Anthony as a leader. Now he may have may have been one behind the scenes, but just. From his body language on the court, I just didn't see him. He's the best it's, player they've had. I know there. he's been the best player. I I give you that, but I've never seen him the as a, as a leader of that team, though. I think that one of the problems is instead of uh, worrying about what he could do, which you knew what he could do every mm-hmm. night, it was what uh, the rest of them couldn't do. They never had a bench or depth to utilize his skills. He had one season with 54 wins. It was the only time in the entire time that he played for the Knicks that they were even good. Uh, They were good once in his entire time that he was there. So I think it was more about what they didn't do for him than what he did for them. I thought Melo gave the Knicks everything he could, but when you play with hacks all around you the entire time you're playing for the organization, (laughs) you have no chance. They were uh, a, a band of misfits and hacks. They had no talent on the team ever. He played alone. Now, Canner is another guy that's kind of one of these activists. He's got a. Uh, we just had Canner. Uh, Andrew right. Bogus interviewed Canner. Was right. it last week? He's a different kind of guy for yeah. sure. And I think McDermott can shoot. Yeah. Uh, I remember, I know his dad, and but I know him. Creighton. Yeah. yeah. The, the dad is a great coach, and, and the kid played great in college. As a pro, he's never uh, made it. Uh, and I think that not because he doesn't have a shot, it's because he's white. <laughs> it's because he's white. Yeah, never, ever draft a white player, ever. And uh, they always what? never amount to anything. There's only been one great white player ever that, that mattered, was uh, the greatest player ever. Larry Bird. Larry Bird. All the others, people are always telling me about Maravich and uh, all this other nonsense. Jerry West, who Jer- is this, Jer- the, the Listen, logo? If we have to go back more than a half century, we can't discuss it. Like, John okay. Stockton? John Stockton was a great uh, passer, uh, without a doubt, a great uh, pick-and-roll passer, maybe the best pick-and-roll passer ever. Uh, Bobby Jones. Bobby Jones, please. But uh, Stockton Stockton never won. He, he, came close. he never came close. Bill Walton was uh, had peanut brittle knees, was a great college player. Kevin McHale. Uh, Kevin McHale was a great forward, uh, and he played with uh, Larry Bird. That's why he won championships. <laughs> Larry Bird was the greatest shooter ever. I would agree. To this day, I'm with you. I stand by it. There was no player. No, what that, about the, the, no player ever rebounded, passed, or shot like him, and that includes everybody's favorite little car commercial, Steph Curry, another <laughs> guy uh, that everybody overrates. Great shooter yeah. who does nothing else. Larry Bird passed and rebounded and yep. played with 
the onions of the greatest set of onions ever. That guy would not only dive and win a game diving for a ball out of bounds or making a play, passing it inbounds to DJ, mm -hmm. but he would also get in a fist fight with Dr. J, yeah. which is like uh, taking on God in a fight. Uh, At the time, it Steph was. Curry, he fights with his wife. He's not man <laughs> enough to fight Larry Bird. Are you kidding me? Shut up. Shut up. He's got all of his... Uh, his two championships. Good for you. Congratulations. Greatest three-point shooter, fastest shot ever. But he'll never, ever be Larry Bird or ever have his own wing what, in the Hall of Fame. What about, Larry Bird has his own yeah. wing. What about, He's got his own wing. You said never draft a, a white player. Ever. European players. Oh, they're even worse. <laughs> Jesus. Don't even. Jesus. Oh, my God. So don't even draft a white European player. Oh, my God. They should play hockey. <laughs> Stop. So Stop. you're not a fan of Kristaps Porzingis. I like Porzingis' game, but he he's a wussy. He's not man enough to really bang in the NBA. Well, like, that's not the game these, these days. These guys, these seven-footers, they want to live out there behind the arc and, and shoot threes. Okay, our unibrow, boogie, mm -hmm. uh, you want me to keep going? There's multiple guys, mm -hmm. even literally Greg Monroe can back him down. Yeah. I mean, there isn't a guy. He's like... Bro, have a few strombolis and eat a few pizzas and calzones, you skinny twig. Can you imagine, like, don't you remember Ric Flair? Yes. What, what are you going to do Woo! with those tiny I look good. Twigs? I smell good. I can dance all night. Kiss stealing. What are you going to do with those little twigs <laughs> when the man comes in here for the gun show? Like your boy Porzingis. Great shot from outside when he hits three of every 12, but he's got no man game, mm -hmm. and the NBA is right. all about being a but man. But the game has changed. Yeah. You don't back the guys down in the He shots and shoot, but he, right. he's not. What do you mean? Now, who, who backs guys? Who plays down on the low post anymore? Boogie, Brow. Yeah. I mean, both, both of those guys are humiliated. All these guys want to be jump shooters. I'm with you. I like that old school play. I think it'll cycle back to that, and, and, and Dwight Howard needs to be going to Charlotte. Now, I think he can become that guy again. I think he's finished. You think he's done? Yeah, he's finished. I think his game is already, uh, you know what he is now? He's just collecting paychecks. He's never going to matter again. He can still get you 20 and 12 easily because he's mm -hmm. uh, as athletic and big. And, you know, the best thing I like about him is uh, his uh, shot blocking and rebounding. That's it. He's got no game. He got no J. He's got no nothing. I mean, no he, nothing. Oh, he can dunk a ball like Christ. He's seven foot tall. Right. He can dunk in his sleep. But there you go. He's not. Uh, he's not taking on any of the biggest young uh, badass men in the NBA I, anymore. I got you. A guy who used to take on big old badass defensive linemen is Jamie Dukes. He's going to join us. I know next. Jamie. You cool. know Jamie? Yeah, he's Jamie's another real Atlanta cool. guy. Ten year NFL veteran, NFL analyst. I go way back with him. Okay, joining us here on Gio and Jones, Scotty Farrell. Save some of that energy, dog. That's right, son. All right. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love. 
hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.